This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Pinyard, head coach of This Naked Mind, and I am back for another episode of the This Naked Mind podcast. And I'm doing something a little bit different this month, right? Normally, I take the questions that you guys send in and, and I answer them. Um, but I, I'm changing up the format, and here's why. Um, it's November, and here in the States, we have a holiday in November called Thanksgiving, which is all about being thankful. Um, and so there's a lot of discussion of being thankful and gratitude in the air. And I was thinking it would be really great to get the perspective from some of the people who have been through our programs on what gratitude has meant to them in this process of going alcohol free. So that's exactly what I did. I have four interviews for you, all from our year long coaching program called The Path. And here's what I want you to listen for. You know, they have very different experiences, um, but what I want you to listen for are the things that you can connect with, the things that they say where you're like, wow, maybe, maybe I could be thankful for that. If you don't currently have a gratitude practice, it's totally okay. A lot of people don't. Um, and after the interviews, I'm going to give you a couple of gratitude exercises that you can start doing today to start changing the way you think about your life and your journey. So no matter where you are on the journey, these four interviews are going to be really helpful for you. Without any further ado, here they are. All right. Well, I am here with Jill. How's it going, Jill? Oh, it's going well. Thanks. And, uh, you know, this month we're talking about gratitude. I've been doing these these interviews over the last uh, month or so and talking to people like you who are finishing up the path. Um, but before we dive into that, I, I'd love to just hear, you know, a couple minutes on your story. Like, how did you get to where you are today? Oh my gosh, what a loaded question. Um, I know, right? You can take that any way you want. <laughs> right, right. Because uh, really our circumstances may be different, all of us, but the landscape is still the same, right? Um, I am, so I'm coming at this from a 52-year-old perspective. So you have to know that, first of all. Um, I... When you ask me to kind of talk about gratitude a little bit, I started thinking about, yeah, my, my journey from growing up to being here as it pertains to gratitude. Um, and I think, I mean, I grew up with a sense of being thankful. Um, I grew up in kind of a middle-class neighborhood, um, very diverse in Washington, D.C., so I come from... Um, more of a city, less rural background. Lots of things were thrown at me. Um, I, I grew up in DC, so I kind of thought that everybody grew up next to the White House. I thought everybody's <laughs> family, you know, had friends who were security guards for the president. And, you know, that's, you're just a kid. You grow up kind of thinking that your world is like everybody else's. And so my gratitude practice at that point was saying grace and being thankful and but it was just an abstract kind of concept. Mm. And I remember in probably in my early 20s, um, um, I went to college and I started partying a lot. Um, and there was a woman named, I think I'm going to butcher this, but her name was Sarah uh, Bond Breathmock or something like that. And she wrote a book called Simple Abundance. Mm -hmm. And Oprah 
put it on her show. And I remember thinking, I need to get that book. And so that's the first time I was kind of introduced to the simplicity of being thankful or giving thanks or having gratitude kind of in your life. And it helped me slow down a little bit in my 20s, which was kind of a crazy, wonderful party time, but also, of course, a very confusing time. Mm. Um, but my gratitude kind of at that point looked like avoiding tragedy or yeah. scoring a great grade on a test or um, scoring free beer or weed or just avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, yeah. you know, those kind of things. And um, I kind of found myself, and I realize this now only from retrospect and being on the path, I'm able to see this now, is that I just was subscribing to this kind of fake formula in my life that if I could be good and do the good things and obey whatever rule or paradigm was set down in front of me, that I would have this good life, right? And, and then the suffering came, right? And, and I heard those words like, um, you know, he's dead and, and you have cancer and I'm having an affair and you're fired <laughs> and all those like really really tough suffering pieces and that that formula was not working for me anymore and um at that point that's when my my partying my seeking pleasure and having a good time with my friends turned to numbing pain mm. and it started to look more like stopping that monkey brain going around in my head of self-criticism and you're not enough and how could you have said this or done that or um but at the same time it was a dichotomy of still thinking that alcohol was my friend and keeping me creative and functional and i was winning awards at work and on the outside it looked very good but no one knew about that dark hole that secret inside of i'm not enough and now i'm thankful for alcohol right like my 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 gratitude practice has shifted into oh thank goodness i got that bottle of wine waiting for me at the end of the day yeah thank goodness, thank goodness i have my friend that gets me, understands me, wipes the tears away and gets me up the next day to keep on, you know, trudging along. And so, yeah, I think I've touched on a lot there with the secret dark hole and kind of that exterior yeah. position that you put out, you know, the silver lining thing, but inside there's still this, this suffering and, and alcohol comes into the picture at that point. It does. And I think, you know, it's, it's often in those times of suffering, especially when we're drinking, that we kind <clears> of <throat> forget about being grateful, right? You said you were thankful for alcohol. I was in the same boat. Like I was really happy that that existed because according to the way I was thinking at the time, that was the only way I was getting through things. And I remember, you know, sometimes for Christmas or birthdays, I'd actually receive alcohol as a gift. You know, like someone gives a nice bottle of scotch or something like that. And I'd be like legitimately excited about that. Not that I didn't have it sitting in the kitchen, but it was, yeah, so I know what you mean. Um, I'm curious, as you kind of started on this journey, how did gratitude evolve for you? You say you were thankful for alcohol. 
once alcohol was no longer in your life, what, how did that change? How did gratitude change for you? Right. So <clears throat> in order to even get to a point of real gratitude, which I feel like I'm still learning right now, I'm still on this, I'm still on the planet. So obviously I'm still learning. Um, in order to stop this groundhog day of cognitive dissonance of knowing better, but still acting and behaving in a way that was just hell in my head, I knew better. Why, why was I doing this? You know, um, I needed help. I needed support and I needed to be vulnerable and real. And when I found the information about this naked mind, which of course comes to us as each of us in our own way, it's in a bookstore, or it's a friend or a podcaster, however we get it and receive it when we're open to it, like I was at that point, it was like the gig is up. You have limited time on this planet. Let's, let's get busy here because yeah, you can't keep going like this. This isn't yeah. going to work. And and I had heard about this magic that happens, you know, on the other side. And so I wanted some of that. I wanted to sure. taste of that, right? So when I started the path, um, like I read in my letter, I had no idea that I was about to embark on this transformation journey of, of my soul, of me, of, of everything about me. I thought it was just going to be this you know, support to stop putting alcohol in my body. And <clears throat> it was so much more than that. Oh my gosh. Um, once you get over the vulnerable, scary part of being real with other people, you realize that there's this whole group of people who say, me too, who say, I get it. Like, you don't even have to explain that part. Let, let's start yeah. from here and move on, right? And that to me, I mean, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. it, was just such a beautiful thought of not being so alone. Mm. And so I became grateful for that. I became grateful that I had people who got me. Um, and then, of course, I was so grateful for Hillary, who is such a savant when it comes to amazing. Yes. pulling out things I never thought about. And I got... I started using words like, I'm curious, or I wonder, <laughs> right? I'm curious that I did it. And so as the journey kind of continues and I'm getting help and I'm super thankful for my tribe because I'm at a New Year's Eve party and I don't want to drink and I'm boxing my tribe and I'm in a kid's bedroom at a house picking up a Rubik's Cube and just playing and boxing and going, I'm hiding from everybody, but everybody was in the room with me, you know, on the tribe, yeah. everybody was there. So grateful for moments like that. That's what the tribe can do. It can be there for you in your back pocket. And I became really thankful for that presence of support. Mm. Um, and it wasn't perfect. I had data points. I went up and down here and there and, um, but they were there. I was thankful for that. And then once, once I started practicing and, and acting in a different way, and just, I realized, and this is the thing I'm most grateful for now. I'm grateful that I have the wisdom to be the observer of my emotions now. So like I like didn't that. even, 
I didn't even realize that before. Like I just realized, oh, I'm angry or I'm sad or I am, right? Like I'm, I am these things. Um, and, and now I realize I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this way. Pause, make a choice. And there it is, that, that choice. I'm grateful that I have the wisdom to know I have a choice now, that I have a choice to show up differently, to act differently, to feel differently. Um, and I'm just grateful for that observation, I think now. So, yeah. I love that. Uh, <clears throat> grateful for having the choice. You know, I think that's probably one of the biggest things when people come into our programs is that idea of you don't have to follow those emotions, right? Like you can actually recognize them and then choose what you do with them. Um, and for any of you listening, um, by the way, we talked about Hillary a second ago. Hillary was Jill's coach in the path. Um, and um, when we talk about when we talk about emotions and sort of the, the backup for that or how it operates with alcohol, a lot of us just kind of follow them automatically. Um, and we start associating, you know, with this, like Jill said, this idea of I am instead of I'm feeling. Um, and one of the best parts of this process for a lot of people is being able to kind of break that and stand back and see it, you know, and, and recognize it. Um, you know, it's oh, funny. And, oh, and know you're gonna, oh, you know, you're going to survive it too, without, without becoming an avid cycler habit or drinking your wine or whatever our go-to is like, you can actually let it in, let it simmer, feel it and let it go. And that's what it is. And you don't, you don't have to be afraid of it either. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, so those are a few big things to be grateful for. What about simple things? Like as your journey went on, like I can tell you for me, I, um, I got really grateful for my dog. And to be honest, don't tell anyone, I don't really like my dog that much. But there was a period of time when, I know, that's awful. I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, but there was a period of time when like I just, you know, at the end of the night, I used to have to walk her uh, before we went to bed. And I remember one particular night just being like, I'm really thankful I get to do this. And it was this tiny little thing, but you know, I was out there, I wasn't, I wasn't drunk you know, or hadn't had anything to drink. Um, and I was just out there. It was kind of a nice night here in Portland, the moon was shining. And I was just on this little stroll around the block. And it's amazing to me how those little things come into focus. And we like suddenly have these wow, I'm really thankful for this. So I'm curious if that happened to you. Like, did you experience something? We went, oh, wow, I, I'm grateful that I'm here right now. Oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Waking up AF, uh, waking up with energy. Um, just, I think probably because I was working 60 hours a week uh, and more is having energy in the afternoon. Just that subtle shift of, hey, I'm still... I'm still here. I'm not just like dragging and needing coffee. Um, yeah. That energy to still be creative. Um, it's funny you mentioned the dog thing though, because I have four dogs and I've run sled dogs. Um, anyway, we have a big farm and one of my dogs is 16. And the other day I was just thinking as he was doing this three mile hike with me, here he is 16, just trudging along with this little hippity hop, old man back leg shuffle <laughs> thing, you know, going. And he, he has seen me through this all. And so I stopped and I bent down and I cupped his head in my hands and I just said, Bear, thank you. Thank you for lying with me on the floor when I was a puddle of mess. Thank you for 
being here right now where I can look at you and just appreciate and love your kindness and your unconditional love. So yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for my kids too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've got a blended family. I just recently got married and um, I've got a special needs teenager and I'm just so grateful that I can be here and be present and real and authentic and share my story with him. And, and I, I think I would have been still hiding if I hadn't done this path. So yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for that. I think, yeah, it's so funny with kids and that too, you know, I often tell people, you know, when, when we recommend in a program, you know, we recommend doing a gratitude practice. So people ask me, well, how do I do that? And I'll always say, just write down three things you're thankful for each morning. That's it. It takes like 30 seconds. And, you know, people are often thinking, oh, well, I really want to, um, you know, I can't think of anything major, right? They don't want to just put down simple things. They don't want to say like, I'm thankful for coffee. But the fact is a number of times that I have said, I'm thankful for coffee. Like, yes, it's a great thing to be thankful for. But when it comes to kids, when it comes to our relationships with kids, that's where it starts to get really deep. Um, you know, like I've found that, that, that I have, I have two kids, a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. And the way that my relationship has changed with them is remarkable. Like I can't even imagine it. Um, and again, it goes back to, and I was just, just experienced this last night. It's been years since I drank, um, but I've sort of reprogrammed myself to be grateful. Like I think these yeah. thoughts automatically now, and it started with me writing three, three things down every morning and forgetting to do it sometimes and then remembering other times. Um, you know, but, it's funny. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is like just last night I was, I was putting my son to bed and I was just laying there with him. We were talking and I just had like just this feeling again of gratitude came over me, you know, and this is what happens as you develop it and become, become aware of it. Yep. Yeah, you are. You, it's clearer. It's more vivid. And um, yeah, and you're, you're able to observe it and be aware. And I was just going to show you here my, my, my gratitude journal with the kids. So <clears throat> I started this years and years ago. And sometimes I just put in like little leaves. I'm grateful for fall leaves, right? Because yeah. they're so pretty outside. And I taped them in there. And I got to be honest, though, like the first 20 pages are all me. <laughs> <laughs> nobody had anything to be grateful for, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you can just be grateful that you don't have to go to school today. Or you can just be grateful that we're not asking you to do something you don't want to do. Or, you know, and now it's kind of evolved. Now it's not as painful for them to write down gratitude. I don't think it's yeah. their go-to, but it doesn't evoke a, Jill wants us to write in our gratitude journal again. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. I've done the same thing with my kids. I ask them every night at bed to tell me one thing they're thankful for. Um, and it was the same thing when I first started, it was forget it. It was, it, it, it was not easy. Um, but oh, now they'll tell me. The teenage years, the teenage yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jill, I wanna say thank you for joining us uh, to talk about this. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, it's awesome. Sure. It's been awesome to see your journey this year. Um, and I am grateful that we know you. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm here with Kate Riffle. Hey, Kate, how's it going? Hi, Scott. So good to see you. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to line this up. So, Kate, I would love to kind of hear a little bit about your story um, and how gratitude has played into it so far. 
I will tell you um, my story with alcohol, which we know everybody's story is different. And I will admit that my story with alcohol is, is a rough one. Uh, it took, it has taken, well, it took me three and a half years to get out of the drink. And the interesting thing is that it really only took me eight years or less for this progression of it to happen. And uh, when I first started my journey out, I was told you need to have gratitude. And I just, I can remember sitting there listening to this woman telling me to start keeping a gratitude journal. And it made me so angry, to be honest with you, because I, I just wanted to get out of drinking. I didn't want to do any work, I guess, was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> she said, all you got to do is write, you know, three to five things down. And I found it very, very difficult because of the pain that I was in. So the three to five things that I could initially come up with were my house, my family, my kids, my dog air, water. Yeah. And what I realized from that is where my drinking brought me had changed my thinking so much that my outlook, not, not to be dramatic, but on the, really my outlook on the entire world, but especially the outlook on myself was so negative. Mm -hmm. And when I started this writing process down, and I had, to, I had to make myself do it to begin with. And what I found was in the process, so let's say I would have a, a chance to go back and drink again. And I would say that my discipline of journaling and writing what I was grateful for even in the pain of the moment, even in the pain of the regret and the shame and the beating myself up, that was the tool that I was able to use to strengthen myself and to start what I didn't realize what was happening and really didn't take off until it became more of a practice with this naked mind and, and understanding how to change my thoughts with you guys anyhow. But I saw that it was really changing my thoughts. Um, when I was thinking about this this morning, this is what popped into my head. And I went, wow, that's so powerful. Gratitude, the, the discipline, for me, it has to be written. I mean, it does come naturally now in my head. But if I want to get myself out of a situation, out of a mindset, out of an attitude, I got to write it out. <laughs> and what I've realized is that discipline has changed the chemistry of my brain and has, has given purpose to my pain. Because when I see it written out, it's like, oh, maybe I'm not this horrible, rotten, evil person. I'm not the worst person on the planet because these are all the things that I'm still being gifted with. This is what is good that happened to me today. This is how my life has still been preserved through the drink. Because my drinking, 
started, I mean, I was a professional in college. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, uh, just really went on with six kids and homeschooling and, and life. And it just was not a part of my life for almost 25 years. But life gets hard. And alcohol started looking good as a way of escape. And it's a slow boil, right? It's the frog in the frying pan who doesn't know it's going to die. And it took me, the first three years looked like normal drinking. And then, man, the last, the last five years took on the daily and then the crazy. And it took me some very dark, deep, dark places that I never want to go to. Again, um, you know, they uh, might have heard people refer to, there's only like one way, or there's three ways this thing can end up, jails, institutions, and death. And um, I've got two of those three checked off. <laughs> so uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because if I could not use that tool of gratitude, of writing it down and seeing the smallest of things to the large obvious things that we can all easily pull out in a second. I don't know if I would have made it away for out of the, I call it out of the drink. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of my story, I guess. And that's awesome. There was something you said there that, you know, really got me thinking and it was this idea of an outlook shift, right? Yeah. This, this, place that we find ourselves in, you know, when we're drinking a lot, where, you know, we're not being grateful, we're not looking around at the things that are around us and our thinking, because it happens gradually, right? As our drinking increases, our thinking starts changing. Um, and because it happens gradually, you don't really notice the fact that, that you're not grateful for anything. Like I remember very clearly when I was a teenager, when I first got my license, and, you know, my birthday's in the fall and I ended up, uh, I got my license on my birthday and it was the day after. I remember this so clearly. It was like this gorgeous, crisp fall day. Um, and I remember driving with the windows down and just like really appreciating the weather, right? Just, I mean, that, that was it. I can very clearly see myself and my Chevy celebrity, you know, driving down and, and just like loving the cold air, right? Loving the briskness of it. And that stuff goes away right? When you start drinking, those simple things go away. And I think that, you know, your term of an outlook shift is really accurate. Um, this idea that has shifted so far and that even starting with those simple things, um, you know, I'm thankful for my dog. Um, that, that is a profound first step, you know? And I think that the more we do it and the deeper we can get, the better off, you know, we end up we end up being able to express it. And like you said, automatically think it. Um, I'm interested in, you know, looking back now, like how do you view those, those very simple things you're, you're thankful for? Like, does that still carry the same weight for you as some of the bigger things or does it fit into a, like a continuum? That is so interesting that you would ask me that because I'll whisper that you know, we used to have another dog that I just didn't, I wasn't mean to the dog at all, but I just didn't care about the dog. And she's no longer with us. We have a new dog. And this is, I'm using the dog as an example, because I appreciate our dog 
so much now to the point where I've caught myself surprised by gratitude for that. So you're asking me about the simple. Yeah. Really, just recently, because, well, I won't get into her, but it, it's taken me by surprise that the simplest of things now are almost, uh, they're more, the most important. Mm. The simplest of things are the most important. I love that, you know, and this idea of, um, it's funny because what you said to me in the beginning of this is what I hear a lot when I start coaching people through gratitude, like when they come into some of our programs and we say, you know, one of my big things is like, hey, write down three things you're thankful for, exactly what you're saying in the beginning. And so often that's the feedback I get from people is like, this is lame. I'm saying I'm thankful that it's sunny outside. Yeah. Like, all right. But again, I feel like that's another symptom of how our thinking has changed, right? It is like, because it is nice when it's sunny outside, right? And that person maybe in a different mood or a different time in their life might've said, yeah, I really enjoy it being sunny outside. But, you know, because of where we get to with alcohol, it's so easy to just skip over these things. And so the simple does become the profound. Well, and it is stunning to me to look back at the person that I was. And it really, I mean, you know, my story is my shift came early this year. And when I think back to my whole outlook in life, the anxiety, the depression, everything to me became negative. Yeah. Uh, even things that should have been enjoyable were no longer enjoyable because I was trapped in inside of myself. I was trapped in pain. And so I think I said this to you that I feel like the gratitude thing has enabled me through the writing to find a purpose in my pain. And so now the gift that gratitude has given me, the gift, the gift of the drink, <laughs> is that I find so much purpose in pain now and I can do really hard things Scott that those 25 years that I wasn't drinking still caused me pain and I found other ways out of it by creating more chaos was my way of dealing with it by ignoring it by being angry by just beating myself up all the time and and gratitude has literally changed the the neural pathways I guess is that the way to say it in my brain because now my outlook on life I don't do it a hundred percent I'm not walking around like a hallmark card you know <laughs> it's uh it's most of the time and I have been through some really hard things especially maybe other people don't consider them hard but when you've been stuck inside of a bottle and the, and the world is scary now and you don't know who you are. So maybe for somebody else going to a wedding and doing it alcohol-free wasn't ever a problem, but to go to a six-hour reception and do that alcohol-free, but here's the key, is that it, it wasn't hard. I had, you know, it was easier to get myself in that place of, I can do this. And I attribute being able to do hard things now to this changing of the brain. It really has changed my outlook on life, uh, being grateful, looking at things differently, uh, 
being able to, well, go through the coaching thing this summer was hard. I mm-hmm. met my, my father, my birth father this summer. That was hard. And it, it, initially, I would never have done that before, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And to be able to let myself go through these processes and on a different traveling I did this summer. Wow. And, I, and it was not easy. It was, it was scary because I had to do it without alcohol. I didn't want to do it with alcohol, but I think it was the foundation of gratitude set this, uh, like, um, I think of it as bricks, okay? A brick layer. So the more I practice that, because I really think it's a practice. It is. It's a practice. It's not like a one and done or just this year or until you quit drinking, because I want to keep evolving in being able to handle more and more difficult things and they seem to be coming my way so (laughs) (laughs) as your coach i can verify it we don't have to go into details but yes (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay i must say this it's so exciting and gratifying to be able to do things alcohol free and then it like uh, the gratitude becomes a snowball and it builds momentum and it I don't know, Scott, does it, does it get smaller ever? I mean, hmm. I mean, can it, it, can it really keep going like this? <laughs> what, what I think you're touching on and you know, you, you said something, you said a lot of interesting things there, but this idea that it's not like a one undone, um, you know, and it's also not a magic spell, you know, and I tell people that all the time because what I find with gratitude is it's counterintuitive a lot of times. Um, you know, like you said, the gift of the drink a little bit earlier, that's probably not something you would have said a year ago, right? You couldn't look at that and be like, this has been a gift. But the fact of it is the growth that you've experienced on this side of it because Mm -hmm. of gratitude, because of the things that happened, um, you become grateful. And I can say, and again, without going into details, like your family is stronger for it. We're stronger for it. I see that. Right. And so from that standpoint, it's almost like you can say, you know, this has been a gift, but when it comes to this idea of like, is, does it continue to grow and does it continue to build? Yeah. You know, and, and what I see is that that continues to happen, but your problems get, you get higher quality problems, right? Like we talked about that. in coach training that, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I'm dealing with things personally now that, you know, four years ago when I was still drinking would have flattened me. I don't, I, I would have, I don't know what I would have done. I would have like run into my bed and like hit under the covers. Um, but now like the stuff that I handle on a regular basis, um, you know, that's, that's because my, my, I have, I have higher quality problems. And so as that continues to happen, gratitude continues to, continues to grow. Um, but I think the thing that's really interesting to me is how counterintuitive gratitude is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This yeah. idea that we can be thankful for the challenges and, you know, maybe you don't feel it at the time. And that was really what I wanted to ask you next. Like now when you're going like in the middle of dealing with something, like mm-hmm. do you feel that gratitude in the middle or is it only in hindsight where you're like, wow, like I'm thankful for this. Well, do you want me to share my, my truth? Sure. Yes. That's why, <laughs> that's why I invited you on here. <laughs> okay. And I, Oh, here's the neat thing is that I can share this now because gratitude has been a vehicle that I can put shame into and send it on its way. And so 
I don't carry a lot of shame anymore, which is amazing. So this is why I can tell you, I, well, as you know, you know, the first of the year I got a DUI and it took until uh, a couple weeks ago to get the, my call it my friend, Scott. And um, my daughter and I were in the car last night, you know, and the breathalyzers going off and I cannot imagine being able to laugh about it. This might sound a little weird too. She's like, mom, you know, we were making jokes of it. She's like, can I take a video? This is hilarious. And I thought, I am thankful for it. I do call it my friend. You know, if I'm on the phone with somebody, I say, hey, well, hold on, my friend's calling. I'll be back in 30 seconds or whatever. But I am so thankful when that thing goes off I have purposed in my heart to say, this is not, once again, this sounds dramatic, but this, this could be me for sure. This is not the sound of a jail cell closing. Yeah. This is not the sound of, oh my gosh, a hospital bed or, you know, the sounds of a hospital or um, I, the mercy that's been <laughs> bestowed upon me is incredible. And I feel extremely um, impacted. So I look at things like that, that are shameful. I mean, I have my moments, you know, if I get stuck in traffic and I'm in the middle of two lanes of people and I'm, I've got my little thing there, I'm going like, mm. <laughs> but I'm, I am, I am truly grateful that this is what I get to do. And I find myself saying that a lot. I get to do this. And I get to have really difficult conversations with my kids. As you know, this past mm -hmm. weekend. Yeah, absolutely. More deep and real here, right? Uh, deal, helping my son with his relationship. And I would have been drinking a year ago. Mm. Drinking my way through it or drinking my way. I wouldn't have dealt with it, Scott. Right. Drinking your way around it. That's what you said for me. Because let's yeah. put our head in the sand because it's yeah. too hard. It's too hard. What if, what if everything explodes? What if I, and, and okay, so if I did try to handle it, it would have come out in anger. It would have come out in that panic, anxiety, <laughs> spastic disorder, you know, <laughs> uh, where I lived. And yeah. that's where I was too before I started drinking. That's kind of was my mode of handling things, panic and anxiety and anger. Mm. And so the gift of gratitude so not only being alcohol free is a gift, but gratitude is seriously the foundational bricklaying for the strength that holds me up. That's awesome. I don't even, I have nothing else to say. That's it is perfect. awesome. That's <laughs> so good. Um, well, Kate, I can say I am grateful that I've spent this last year getting to know you. I'm so thankful and grateful for you. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me uh, on this. And uh, I yeah, I hope, uh, well, I know that there's more uphill challenges in front of you, but this <laughs> attitude of gratitude, I think is going to take you a long way. So thank you, Kate. Well, thank you so much, Scott. All right. I'm sitting here with Becca. Becca, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
I am awesome. I am really excited to talk to you uh, about gratitude. I know that you've been in our year-long coaching program, The Path, um, and one of the things that uh, we see with people as they kind of go through it is this, this change in the way they view gratitude. And so I want to talk to you about that. But first, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Alrighty. Um, I am 50 years old, almost 50. Oh, I just gave myself a year. I'm 48, 49 years old. Goodness. I just turned 49 and I have four children. I've been married 27 years. Um, and I am, um, my drinking history started probably when I was about 12 years old. And, and by history, I mean, you know, I started just wondering what it was about this thing that my mom said, no, 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 you can't have any. But I was that kid that wanted to, you know, always see if you said no, it must be something great. So, um, but, you know, I didn't drink for many years. I drank through high school some and, and I got married very young and my husband and I did not drink um, at all, really, just every now and again, when we first got married and had children and probably the first 10 years of being a mother did not have any um, alcohol at all. We just kind of were always available for kids because we had so many so fast. Well, I really was pregnant for about five years or nursing straight. So that explains that. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but so really kind of um, took a turn when my oldest turned, I would have to say about 16 or 17, I started to, realized that my identity, I kind of had a little bit of an identity crisis and that I stayed home with my children. I was with them all the time and little things started happening that, you know, they just didn't need me as much. And, um, our family dynamics, you know, um, were so shifting and changing. And my, my second child is severely profound disabled. And, um, and that happened when he was about seven months old. And so, you know, those, as my, my family dynamics were changing, that was all changing yet. Nothing was changing because he was like a six month old in a, you know, 17, 18, 19, now 22 year old body. So I didn't quite know how to handle that. So I kind of used alcohol as, you know, like my escape, my coping, my friend, my confidant, um, you know, whereas um, probably there were other options that were more healthier, but that was kind of my go-to. And it kind of started as just like a fun get together with girlfriends, you know, mama needs a night out and <laughs> stuff like that to, you know, then my husband and I would drink when we'd go on vacation where we'd never done that before. And then we would drink on a Friday night where, you know, we would be at home and just kind of wanted to escape, but because we had a child that always needed us, we were homebound a lot. So, you know, and then, and then we didn't want our other children to really know that we were drinking. So, um, we would hide it and, um, that became, he let go of that, but it kind of continued as a theme for myself mm -hmm. where I would then start hiding it from him. And, um, and not to say it's, that's the reason why probably would have done it anyways at some point, but, but, um, but yeah, so, um, that kind of continued up until I happened on this naked mind. Yeah. So. Thank you for that. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you first, you know, when you first realized like, Oh, I have to, 
I got to do something about this, right? I'm in a place where I'm not, I'm not super happy about it. Um, what role did gratitude play in your life at that point? Well, honestly, even probably right when I first quit drinking, I'm not sure that it necessarily played a huge role at all. Um, it was just, it was just survival in the beginning and learning this new way of thinking. And mm. I'm not sure that I really recognize that it was gratitude to be completely honest, because I feel like, um, for me anyways, um, like the white knuckling was not a big issue for me because I, once I finally made the decision, yeah. it was there, but I didn't realize that gratitude is what was really one of the things playing such a big role in my life. And I, and, and as I was thinking about this, when getting ready to talk to you, I was like, wow, I, it really is. It always has. I just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but when I decided to quit being a victim to my life, and more so be in the driver's seat is when I realized that um, gratitude and truthfully, when I realized that gratitude is an emotion that can be invoked at any time, like yes. it's, it's easy to live in that state. So, but yeah, that's probably when, probably about 60 days in um, after I quit drinking. And at that point I had already been to the live event and join the path, which, you know, um, maybe that helped, maybe it didn't, but I, you know, looking back now, I see where that's always been a part of my life. Yeah. And what, I mean, how does that show up for you? Is it just a thought that occurs to you? Do you, it doesn't sound like you do it. Like a lot of times we'll recommend people develop a gratitude practice, like journal every morning. I mean, that's personally what I do, right? Like every morning I write down three things I'm thankful for. And when I first heard about this idea, I decided to start doing it, but I'm like, this is lame, right? Like, where is this actually going to take me? But then as time went on, I noticed that, you know, having my getting, getting into the routine of doing that every day, um, I noticed other grateful thoughts just kind of, you know, popping up throughout the day. And that changes your perspective completely. So is that just kind of where you've been just in this space of gratitude? Well, for me, uh, I, about three years ago, even really before I stopped drinking, I downloaded this app on my phone called the five minute journal. And it's just where you take a picture and you write down three things you're grateful for and three things you're going to be that you're going to do. That's awesome that day for yourself or for, you know, your gratitude for your family, whoever. Mm -hmm. And then you give yourself a daily affirmation. And I did that and I would do it, you know, like it's my new year's resolution and I would do it for about a month and a half. And then I would go shoot. I hadn't, and I'd go look on it. I was like, it's been since March 25th since I've done it. So, um, so I, I thought, you know, it would be cool to do like a routine, something that would be, that I would be able to use on a, to go back and look at, which is now really fun to do. But, but then after, um, kind of digging in a little bit deeper and, and I started writing, I still do that, that app actually. And, um, sometimes the only thing I can think to be grateful for is that my alarm went off and I got up on time. So, you know, it's just some mornings are like that, but, but, um, but, but now I journal a lot also like you do. Yeah. And I, and I, a lot of times just writing the words out over doing the app feels more genuine to myself and, um, and allows me to kind of go a little bit deeper on where, where I kind of want to focus my attention. 
Um, did that answer the question? Totally. Uh, okay. what, uh, what sort of things, like if I were to ask you right now, put you on the spot, right? What sort of things are you grateful for right now? Like looking back over this last year that, you know, you've spent in, in the path and like, what are the things that Becca is grateful for in November of 2019? Holy cow. So much stuff. I mean, like when I really think about it, I get emotional. Um, like just the biggest thing is my husband. I mean, he has been my biggest cheerleader and probably undeserving at times, but, um, and you know, we have a really, I'm, I'm very grateful for that relationship. Um, I'm super grateful for the fact that I've always, I've always feel like I've been a teacher in my life and, you know, and that sounds a little weird, but, um, but I think when I realized that I was, um, uh, how do I say this, just kind of spinning my wheels. And, and when I found this naked mind, it was really life altering for me. And the way I found it, I'm super grateful because it was such a fluke. And I don't, I'm grateful that there's no coincidences in life and that yeah. things happen for a reason. I'm, that is another thing. I'm grateful to step outside and have the fresh air. I'm grateful to wake up in the morning at 4.30 now and not think, oh, how can I get out of getting at work today? Because I have a clear head and I have a clear mind and I've journaled and meditated. And I'm grateful for my meditation cushion that I sit on and my chair and my favorite coffee mug. I mean, I, you know, it's the little things that when you really, of course I have huge things. I have incredible yeah. kids and, but it's like when you can really, to me, when you make the decision to look at the little things to be grateful for, like that is, that is everything to me. I mean, we're always grateful for the big things and what could be worse and, you know, but it's the little things that I now am aware of that I was never aware of before that I'm so grateful for. That's so good. Yeah, it's it's funny when I work with people in our programs and talk about starting a gratitude practice, almost everyone says, all I can think of are little things. Right? All I can think of are like, I really like having my coffee in the morning. And I'm like, uh, you know, at first I was like, well, you don't get it. That is a big thing. But I, you know, since then I've said, you know, I've kind of changed my tune where I'm like, all right, we'll think of something else. But as time goes on, inevitably, those people will say exactly what you said right? It is those little things that can make such a difference. Um, and, you know, I think that's the other thing too, that a lot of people get hung up on is like, oh, I'm starting this and I can't think of anything profound, right? We think like this gratitude practice has to be, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm grateful that my soul is resilient, right? Or something like that. But it's never, it's, it's really rarely that. And the reality is on the day-to-day -day basis, when you do this every day and look at it, it is your coffee, right? It is thankful that your computer works. It is thankful that, you know, whatever, thank, thankful that you get to walk your dog in the morning. It is those little things that actually, you know, makes such a big difference in our lives. I'm curious, you've mentioned your kids, like, has this spread to your kids at all? Like, have you talked with them about it or how has it changed your relationship with them? Well, I don't know that it's, well, the funny thing is that now my kids are 24, 22, 21, and 18, and, and that now they're like, geez, I was kind of looking forward to having a beer with you at some point in life, and now that's not going to happen. But, right. um, 
but that kind of didn't feel genuine. The, the one time I did before I quit um, trying to have a beer with my oldest, it just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel right. And I knew because I knew deep down that I had bigger, bigger things that I needed to work on for myself. So um, it's kind of interesting because I know that they notice. And when I first stopped, um, I, I had told my daughter, who was the only one at home at the time, and my son, my special needs son and I was like so I've quit drinking and she was like you have and I was like yeah I've I've, I've decided to you know take a little break and just kind of give my mind some time to just see what what it feels like yeah. and she didn't really notice but now like when we go on trips with her best friend and her best friend's mom she's she'll say you know like the last time now, what are y'all going to do on the beach now? Because you're not drinking. And so the questions are curious. And my oldest, he notices, he still drinks. He's at a music festival now. And I jokingly said, all right, who wants to take my Heineken 0.0 with them? And him and his buddies were like, no, not this time, Miss Snyder. And so I'm putting the seeds out there. Our relationship, it's been, it's been more for my benefit that I get to witness it with a clear head and a clear mind, knowing that I am watching what's happening without any guilt whatsoever, any regret, any like preconceived notions. I get to be right there with them and see it. And so they're noticing, but they haven't really commented. My, my, my third child, my daughter, she said, um, when I posted on social media, she was like, mom, that was a really cool post. And she was super curious as to why I made the decision to quit drinking. Yeah. And so, and she just turned 21. Um, so by rite of passage in her mind, she's, you know, partaking, yeah. but, but yep. she's heard me and they know. And so it's cool that now as they're young adults, they get to see the decision I've made. So. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Like, with a you know on gratitude like <clears throat> after starting to do it like this sounds totally cheesy but this is true like the things that my kids used to do to annoy me actually kind of make me laugh now you know it's like um i'm not saying i don't get mad because i definitely get mad, right i don't i'm not saying i don't get frustrated luckily they're not home right now they'd be in here being like oh yeah believe me he can get mad yeah. but the but the the difference in outlook you know, and my kids are younger than yours. So my kids are five and nine. Um, so there's a lot of yelling, there's a lot of fighting, but there's also a lot of goofiness. And there's also a lot of like really amazing time with them. And, you know, viewing that with gratitude, um, it's completely changed the game for me, you know? And I'm curious how that has affected you with older kids. Um, because the conversations we have now are they're deeper they're more they're more intense they're um and you know i often i'm i have struggle sometimes with not going back and reliving mistakes and trying to make them right and so i've made comments like you know do you feel like you've missed out on anything because of your childhood and my kids are like mom you just you know you've taught us to be grateful. You've taught us that you're doing the best that you can do with any given moment. And to hear them say that, that they've heard me talk about how, you know, like while your childhood may not have been easy because we've had to make decisions based on one child, they also know that it could be way worse. And when you look at, when you look at 
what could be, it's super yeah. easy to be grateful for where you are right now today. So, yeah. um, so that's been cool to hear them say that, you know, that through it all, that's when like just recently I was having that conversation. I was like, wow, I guess really gratitude has played part of my life for a really long time, even though I felt like it was pretty, you know, kind of in a pity party at times. Um, yeah. But so it's really cool to see that. I, to me, that's like one of the most gratif gratifying, makes me even more grateful and live in a state of gratitude when I hear them say stuff like that, knowing that, heck yeah, they were listening, man. So, <laughs> uh, no, because you wonder, you wonder, you are do, they listening? Yeah. Oh, I'm already wondering. Yes, I'm not sure. Um, that's awesome. So I have one last question for you, and this is an interesting one. What is one thing uh, over this journey that you've become grateful for that you never thought you would be? Hmm. Oh, man. Now, you could have given me warning on this one. No um, way. I want the real raw. I don't want the... I want um, the what am I grateful for? I'm actually grateful for the moments that I'm in a crowd of people that aren't awoke yet to the effects of alcohol and I get to have that firsthand experience of knowing that that gratitude of being in the morning I'm going to get up and do my my regular routine and I'm not going to nurse a hangover and I know that seems so shallow but until you're on the other side of it you really don't get it and and, and until you know that like I'm going to get up in the morning and go on a hike with my husband and these guys are going to be in bed nursing a hangover. Um, yeah. I'm grateful for those moments when I get to witness that firsthand. Of, uh, yeah. I love that. I totally mm -hmm. love that. Well, thank you, Becca. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm here with Leanne. Hey Leanne, how's it going? Good, Scott. How are you? Awesome. Uh, I wanted to talk with you a little bit today about uh, about gratitude. You know, it's something for so many of us. It's a huge part of our journey. becomes a big part of our life. Um, and I just want to find out, you know, what has it meant to you, and how has it how has it affected you? So I'd like it if you could start. Just give us a, a little bit of background on you. Um, a little bit of background in terms of my journey. Yes. Um. <laughs> So um, I basically, where I came to the snake in mind is I was actually using um, alcohol um, as well as food and some other, you know, electronics and so forth. Lots of things to numb some pretty negative emotions. And so, and I tried a couple of, did a couple of 30, 90 day types of alcohol free things. And I decided, you know what, I actually need to get some coaching. Um, I, I can't, this is not something I can do on my own. So I, you know, that's when I signed up for the path. And I decided that this is something that I wanted to do. And so that's what I've been doing for the last 11 months, almost 12 months. So here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, along this journey, and it's so funny because for a lot of us, you know, when we start out, gratitude is kind of the farthest thing away from our mind, right? When we find, you know, especially with alcohol, when we can't seem to, can't seem to shake it. Um, there's a lot of guilt and shame. And so being thankful um, is not something a lot of people experience, but how has that evolved for you over this 12 months? You know, it's really interesting because I did have a gratitude practice before I started, um, but I would have to say, and so basically my gratitude practice involves, um, I have an electronic app. Um, it's called Penzu. It's free. It's a journal. 
Um, and so I type three things, um, actually it's four things every day uh, that I'm grateful for. And it, they're really bulleted lists. But what's made the difference is, I, and also I'll say um, I'm grateful for the fall leaves. Um, be, and then the, the big one for me that's made a difference is I'll say because I like the way that the warm colors make me feel. So it's not just I'm thankful for this, but then I say why. Mm -hmm. um, so there's two things I do generically, just kind of generically. The third thing is about myself. Um, and this is really sort of this kind of, this came with the snake of mine. I just thought, you know, I really need to focus on what am I grateful for about myself? You know, whether it's I'm outgoing, I have compassion. I think yesterday I wrote, I worked with a really tough principal and I was writing, I, I can see compassion. I have compassion for people who do really hard work in schools and I can show that to them. Um, and the fourth thing is for my child. So she can be tough sometimes, so I do that. Um, how it's evolved, and I, so I have that as a daily practice. I do it almost every day. I pretty much do it every day, and um, what's fun is the Pinzu app will send you two years ago what you wrote in an email, which is really neat. Um, but I also do the Ziva meditation. Um, and so the Ziva meditation, part of that meditation is that you do, a, a, a portion of it is gratitude. So I love that, and it's twice a day. But what I think has changed with, for me over the path is you have um, this gratitude, but I've understood more of the brain science around it. The idea that our brains are hardwired to look for negativity, right? I, I, I spend a lot of time trying to train, train teachers. You got to be more positive. You got to be more positive. You got to be more positive. And <laughs> just, do of, yeah, just do it. There's a lot of research around um, around also that in terms of relationships, like John Gottman at the University of Washington talks about being you know, five positives to negatives and that's what keeps a relationship going. And, and so, but I, I just, I never understood why, can't, why is it so hard for everybody to do it? Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned in this journey and during the path is, wait a second, we're hardwired to look for negativity. Yeah. You know, we had to hunt and we had to like scout, you know, for, forage for our food and we had to, fight like animals and be afraid of anything. If we ate something and maybe it killed us or if some animal came and killed us, we've, the people who survived were the ones who looked at, found the negativity and went, bing, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. So I think, so I, once I understood that and I could teach that and for myself, I'm like, why is it easy for me? What changed in this path was that I, like I used to think, I had a really crappy childhood. So I thought, expect the worst and then everything else is better. Because when you have a, you know, a really unpredictable and crappy childhood, if you expect, oh, I hope this, this is going to be consistent or I'm going to get this out of my childhood, you were always disappointed. Right. So I just grew up with that sort of protective mechanism. And I think over time with practicing gratitude and realizing the brain science, I'm like, wait a second you actually get a shit, you get a brain shit. I have a brain, I would never call myself an optimist. Never, <laughs> never. I'm like a- Same boat, I'm in the same boat. I, I used to say like, not only am I not an optimist, but I don't want to be. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're the, you're the extreme example of somebody who didn't want to be. But I, I have to say, I, by practicing gratitude every day, your mind shifts. You start finding things in the environment that you're thankful for. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question. I can tell you a little bit more about what I do for gratitude 
also no, that totally does. And I'm really interested in that shift um, because it's something that, you know, I've noticed in myself and I've seen it in you and other people, you know, in our, in our tribe. It's so funny because it just becomes this automatic thing. And I know for a lot of people, you know, they might hear about online or, you know, in, in, even in one of our courses, like start a gratitude practice and they sit down every day and they're like, two, one of two things happens, right? Either the first thing happens where they, they feel like those three or four things they're going to list have to be really deep and like profound. And anytime you sit down and say, I'm going to write something deep and profound, it normally doesn't end very well. Um, or they write things down and then they find, you know, it feels very surfacy. It feels very, it feels kind of, kind of lean, but what happens in either case, right? Either writing things down, um, uh, that are very surfacey or like really trying to come up with deep things. Um, the more you do this, you kind of develop this shift. And before you know it, you're kind of like, I, I have this thought all the time. Like I, I live in Maine and it is beautiful here. Um, and I live in Portland, right? And so we've got the harbor and the boats and all of that stuff going on. And I um, just, you know, I don't know, just last week, I think I, I came up over the hill and it was like a gorgeous day and I could see the, the harbor. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm really grateful I get to see this. That is something, and it was a fleeting thought and my, my you know, my brain went on from there, but that is something that I never would have thought before I started doing this, you know, um, intentionally and really changing my thinking. Um, do you have some examples of that for you? Like, have you find, have you found gratitude creeping into your everyday? Oh, absolutely. And I, so, you know, especially, you know, the leaves are really beautiful here and I live in, I live in Utah. And so we have so many beautiful places to visit. And I, what I've started to do is, is started to, I've tried to get my daughter to do a gratitude journal. She's not as consistent as me, but, um, and I'm trying to, to not to be a fight kind of thing. But what I found is, as I will point out to her, hey, look at, look at what, what this is. I can't believe we get to go do this. We get fishing this like, how lucky are we that we get to go fishing and spend our time, you know, out in the water? Like, we're yeah. so lucky to do that. And so I, I find myself not only feeling it, but now trying to get, in terms of getting my daughter to be more grateful is vocalizing it out loud. Mm. So, yes. Yes. It's, what's been hard, I'll be completely honest with you, what's been hard is the, uh, the rest of the society is not on the gratitude train. <laughs> not. <laughs> and so you know you're going around like you're saying everything that you're thankful for and and then you have the kind of the negative nellies i haven't really figured out what to do with those people because you know i i call them sometimes energy vampires because it's like they're taking my <laughs> energy from me so that's it's an it's an it's very what i've found over this last year it's very easy to tell the people who are grateful and thankful and and want to see that the world that way. And those who are kind of stuck in, poor me, I'm sorry for myself. My life is, you know, this way because of this. It's, it's a very, it's, it's really hard to, you can see the stark contrast. I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh yeah, I've definitely noticed it. And I think one of the things for me, and so I talk with my wife about this sometimes is just this idea that, you know, it, it's a choice for us, right? Like you, it is a choice to, to see it one way or another. You can say, uh, you know, oh, poor me, like I have to work so much or I don't have this or I don't have that. 
Um, or you can say, you know, I'm grateful for this or that. And that sounds really like cheesy, but the fact is it's true. And what happens in, in how you change the way you view, you know, yourself and your life, it makes such a big difference. Like I feel so much better now, um, now that I'm doing this. Right. And I feel like when I'm out and talking to people, when I'm getting to know people, I feel like that kind of radiates, uh, in the same way that, you know, you can feel it off the, off the negative Nellies. And yeah, it, it is hard. Um, there are a few people not that I've cut out of my life or anything like super dramatic sounding like that, but there's definitely a few people I've backed off on because, you know, I, because of the way I've developed this and the way that I've chosen to, you know, live my life, like they just, I don't know, they, uh, they harsh my mellow, right? Like I just, I can't, I can't, uh, it's hard to be around that. Um, right. And so for me, it's just a matter of, you know, switching gears. Right. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I think we forget in, in this, and I'm thinking about some other things in terms of gratitude, like um, I think it's awesome to text somebody that you're thankful, but what I've really tried to do is, you know, and you probably, cause you're, you're my amazing coach, you've gotten a couple of cards. I think writing a personal card and um, I have, I think you've seen, I bought these love bombs, which are basically yeah, those are so cool. cards yeah. from Amazon. And I'm telling you, to, to, for somebody to get a handwritten note of what you're thankful for, it's just, you know, and I've done this with my therapist, it's like, it, they, we just don't do it enough. And I mean, we think that a text is enough. And it, I think that in these day and age, an actual handwritten letter is really showing that you went the extra effort to say thanks. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a difference. And when I've gotten those cards from you, yeah, it, it, it is... I appreciate the thank you texts that people send too, but there is, it's like a whole other level. Um, and, you know, again, like writing those cards to anyone in your life is just an extension of that gratitude practice. You know, um, I like to, you know, I like to leave my wife and kids notes, um, you know, about that. Just, you know, and again, it's super simple, but it's, it's right. an extension of that. Um, do you, how many thank you notes do you write in a year? Do you think Leanne? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I've been, you know, I've been trying to like do like one a week, but I'm not so good at it, but I went to like, so I've already gone to the dollar store and I've gotten my Thanksgiving ones. You get them two for a dollar. So I found <laughs> these ones. I'm like, I'm going to do the two for a dollar and I'm going to like, it's not, and it's a stamp and a two. It, yeah. And it, it always makes somebody feel better. The one that, the thing that I think that we also, in this technology age, we forget the people who service us too, or serve us. Like, yeah. you know, I always leave a thank you note and a tip for the maid when I stay in the hotel, even if it's not big, it's just small. Yeah. But, you know, these people are working for 10 to $15 an hour, way harder jobs than I do. And then the other thing that I notice is, you know, if we're in the coffee shop or if we're in the convenience store or something, I see these people talking on the phone or with their headphones in, they're not even conversing with these people who are serve, you know, are serving us. And I think that we need to go back and we need to connect and remind, remember these people are human and thank them. You know, I think when people open my door for me, you know, for, to go into a, you know, a store or like the little thank yous, you know, if you're at the drive through and like they, people treat those people as if they're not people, you know, yeah. you know, I'll, I, most of them don't understand when I say, Hey, how are you doing? How's your day? They're looking at me. Like what? As if, Wait, nobody asks me that. Right. So I think gratitude is also, sharing, you know, letting other people know, I see you and I appreciate you. 
Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. I, and, and most people don't see the people that help us and serve us. And I think, what would our life be without, you know, the coffee person or the person, you know, when you're traveling and you're going through the drive-through and, you know? Yeah. Like, well, and, you know, on top of that, like, you make them feel good for that moment and you feel good too, right? I mean, experiencing that feeling of gratitude uh, for something as simple as holding the door open for you. Like, that is, um, I don't want to be hyperbolic but like if you do that enough that is life-changing right that is that is that in and of itself can can totally shift your perspective because i like ultimately and i mean even the fact that you know you talk about so many people not conversing with waiters or waitresses or coffee shop or convenience store like we're all like busy and in our heads and and running around all the time and we don't even see it and i'm curious like was it the the practice of gratitude for you that helped you even see that in the first place like helped you even see like all right I'm going to, I'm going to extend this to them. I, I think it, I think it was because I think that when you start thinking, what are the things that I'm grateful for? And every day I try, you know, to be honest with you, I encourage folks if they're interested in the gratitude practice to try to make it something different every day. And it's not the same list. I'm my, my, this is my daughter. I'm thankful for our dog. I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for our house and you know, our warm house. Yeah. So, so what I encourage people to do is, and I do for myself is I do something different every day. I, I try to, right? Sometimes I circle back, but when you're forced to look beyond, you know, the basics of warm house, I have enough money stuff. Then you're like, wait, I'm grateful that person like stocks the shelves at my convenience store when I want a soda, you know, like, like you're, you find, it forces you to find even the littlest things. Yes. So, and yeah. I think this, you know, part of what happens is it, it kind of feeds itself, at least I've found, is like, you know, the practice of gratitude leads me to being grateful for other things that I wouldn't have thought of, you know, originally. Um, another thing I like to, our daughters are the same age, um, and I love to ask my daughter. So every night at bed, we have like a little thing we go through, and one of the things is like, tell me one thing you're thankful for. And, you know, a lot of times, it's so funny because a lot of times she's rolling her eyes at me and she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Sounds like my daughter. <laughs> I'm like, just a minute. Um, be thankful for being tired. I don't know. But I, um, so it's funny because a lot of times they're very surface things. And then every once in a while, she hits me with a deep one where I like, I leave the, I leave the room and I'm like, whoa, you know, and it's just, uh, I don't know. So how has that been with you? Have you interacted? Like, is your daughter taking it up? Is she, how is she doing with it? I, I think she's sort of um, balking at the actual writing down of it. So she, um, you know, we had this, I started a little journal because I thought it'd be, this is going to be great. She'll, she'll see later that she, you know, look at the things that you were grateful for. But I would, I would say that she vocalizes more. Um, yeah, that she see when I vocalize, she's, she's going, wait a second, mama says that, you know, we're thankful for this. And, and you know, we see people that are homeless and I said, and then, you know, I try to get her involved in service and things like mm -hmm. that. So she understands that. But I think that the more we as parents vocalize what we're, you know, how we're practicing our gratitude. I think the more, you know, that's just the best modeling that we can do for her. as, you know, as well as she sees me open the car door for people. She's, she sees, she's like, mom, should we get, we've made um, home packets for homeless people with, you know, hygiene things and food in them. And she's like, should we do that again? And so she's trying to, like, I, I think I'm trying, I want her to be, to be raised to be like thankful for, for, she's now leaving tips for people. She's like, mom, we got to leave them a tip. 
you know, to say thanks. And so she, she's picking up on it. She's not so excited about writing it down, but um, yeah. yeah, we're working on it. I've kept it verbal only with my daughter so far, but I don't know. I'm thinking you should write it down for her just so she, you can remember, she can remember. I like that idea. You know, in your, I know that you have an email for your daughter. So yes, I, maybe I will do that. That's not a bad idea at all. You know, one more thing that I learned on the path, but I think I also learned it at the live last year is, um, and this really works. Yeah, Carly taught us this. It, Carly, Carly Simon, right? I'm going to say the wrong name. Carly Benson. Benson, not Carly <laughs> Simon. <laughs> I'm going back to the 70s, I guess. Um, so it's that she taught us that, you know, when you're really stressed, like really stressed out, do a, a minute of gratitude practice. And I've done that. Like you, you cannot get through, you know, writing down or thinking in your head a minute, like you're stressed. You really can't do both. Yeah. You can't be really stressed out and also grateful. So that has like been a good, a game changer for me too. I haven't used it a ton, um, but, but also when you use it, you can't do both of those. So I, I think that's a really good practice too that I've learned on the path or involved in, you know, the snake of mine. That's awesome. Um, that was it. I don't really have any other questions. That's a great place to end. <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. I'm grateful that we were able to talk. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. This was awesome. Well, thanks for listening. That's it for the interviews. Uh, as promised, I want to talk to you about some things you can do right now to start cultivating that gratitude mindset. Um, so there's a few different things to do, but I like to start really, really simply. Um, the first one I want to give you is something that you can do uh, right away in the morning. There's a million different ways to do this. You can look up uh, apps. You can just have a piece of paper. Um, but every morning, maybe while you're drinking your morning coffee or while you're getting ready, write down three things that you are thankful for. And I'm going to warn you, you know, at first everyone's like, oh, well, I can only think of really simple things, right? That's perfect. Whatever comes to your mind when you ask yourself, what am I thankful for? That is absolutely okay. Here's the thing. What we're trying to do is not get you to have really deep philosophical or spiritual thoughts about being thankful. We're trying to cultivate that pattern of thinking about the things we're grateful for. Um, and the way that we do that is by doing it on a daily basis. So that is the first exercise for you. Every morning, write down three things you're thankful for. It takes 10 seconds. It's not difficult. I will tell you, if you are having a hard time coming up with three things to be thankful for, um, ask someone that's around you. Ask, ask someone else that's in the house. I ask my kids on a regular basis, hey, what are you thankful for? Um, it's really amazing uh, the answers that you can get back. So that's exercise number one. Exercise number two, um, and I love this one, um, is when you're feeling down, when you're feeling bad, maybe you're dealing with the alcohol-free journey or there's other stuff in your life that seems to be holding you back, catch yourself when you feel that way, sit down and look around and literally pick out three or four things that you're thankful for. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to do anything other than that, right? If I were to do that right now, I have, well, there's a painting that's on the other side of this computer that I really like. Um, I love that I can see outside from my, from my desk and I love drinking water and I drink a ton of it, 
right? And see how quickly I did that. I just was like, all right, there are three things. Um, so when you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling maybe anxious or depressed or upset or unhappy or anything negative, taking a moment to ground yourself and just identifying a few things that you can see from where you are that you're thankful for, um, that will change your mood. And so watch it, right? You'll feel things kind of shift for yourself. So those are two really effective gratitude exercises um, that you can take away from this. I want to say thank you again for listening to these interviews. I hope that they were enjoyable for you. I hope that you got something out of them. Um, and I will be back next month with a regular Coaching Questions podcast. Take care. Are you ready for a deep dive and truly lasting change? If so, you might consider my intensive program. It's a nine-week self-led program that you can do in the complete comfort of your own home, and it will truly transform your relationship with alcohol. If you want to learn more about this, go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash intensive. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.